0: Welcome to All Things YJ, Episode 13: A Look Into Godna, CYJ's Israel Program that has been active since 1977, with the exception of two different times from 2000 to, 2000 to 2002, and most recently, the last two years, we have not not been able to go to Israel. That's why this summer is so special. We have two trips going: uh, the trip from 20 dollars. excuse me, 20 and 21, even I'm getting a little confused because we're so excited to have these kids go. But we've got two special guests, two former trip leaders, Rebecca Spack Snyder. You may have heard that name, Spack, recently. Mm -hmm. Rebecca led the trips in 93, 94, and 95. That's 1993, 1994, and (laughs) 1995. And David Knopf of Dollad 12, who actually led a trip pretty recently in 2018. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. great to be here. It's great to hear you. Before we jump into the whole Israel and God nothing, I'll give you a little, just a little snippet of uh, a little history. So as I said earlier, the trip started in 77. Our first trip leaders were Amy Winthrop and Arlene Fins. Now, if, if you remember our, the name Arlene Eisenberg, Eisenberg, David, you might remember that name from Sam and Jesse. That's their mom. Mm. She took the first trip and actually took her second trip in 1983 with Roger Cohen. They took the doll at 82. The first multiple trip leaders were paul and leslie finger uh that might be a little before your time david but that was uh leslie heckfinger was at uh, mainstay at the waterfront up until 2003 i know david you started in 07 correct mm-hmm. yeah which, which yeah so how david how did you get to yj in the first place
1: um well i have two older siblings eddie and reminoff and they hated camp and as our relationship goes the second they hated it, I knew I'd love it, and <laughs> and it was true. Um, from 2007 to 2018, every summer, I was out watching it. Was it best? Well, we got some uh, background visitors.
2: We have background visitors. I'm doing a podcast.
1: Yeah,
0: that's a live chime in.
2: Live, live chime in, Dollar 23.
0: Oh. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, maybe we should have given the uh, the put the red light on Annabelle for a second. You know? That's okay. Yeah, so, did, Rebe-
2: did,
0: good Rebecca, a, your family has a long standing uh, relationship with CYJ, it's generations it's full, but you, you were at YJ for one summer, if I recall, when when yes. I was a camper.
2: So one month in 1982, I was a camper at YJ and had, um, full intention of returning, but a friend of mine went to Yavna and convinced me to switch to Yavna. So I was at Yavna for three years.
1: Um, And then while
2: the rest of my family was at YJ, um, I came back as a counselor in 1990. Um, and I was a lower back counselor in 1990. And then, um, I went to Israel for the year 91, 92, and came back. And in nineteen ninety two, was a Dalit counselor at camp.
0: Right, I do recall that I was actually on staff. Date, yeah. or not? Um, but Rebecca, you, you, I remember you telling me your first year you go to Israel with like with Nefti in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, so
2: nineteen eighty seven. Um, so between my junior and senior year, I think. No, maybe sophomore and junior year in high school, Um, I went with NEFTI, so a six-week program and absolutely loved it. And then actually the summer after that, I did a different program where I went to Israel and was um, doing some seminars with Israelis and other kids from all over the world and ended up doing that two years in a row. Um, I loved it so much. And um, and yeah, and then I think the year after that, I went for my junior year abroad. So I really, once I kind of got the bug, I went every year um, for a long period of time and really actually even thought I was going to move there. So um, the roots were pretty deep once I laid them down.
0: Wow, that's great. Actually, my first trip to Israel was with God 86, and our trip, you know, they, back then they used to limit the number of kids for the trip up until maybe when you took over, Rebecca, on oh, yeah. the trips. So, oh, yeah. and that was all about space for second session at camp, um, which was yeah. kind of short sighted because you, you know, the experience in Israel to go with your best friends in the world that you've grown up with is second to none. And our trip back then, Israel. Uh, it, it wasn't even israel it was libya and the u.s had got into something in february of 86 and one quarter of our trip eight kids dropped out maybe even more because i think some yeah. people were asked if they wanted to go afterwards from what, what i understand but we had 24 people on our trip mm-hmm. and we had a great time and uh you know Re- rebecca you know two of them really well uh, um kevin Rosoff's parents meredith oh, and yeah, Allen, yeah 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 they were on my trip and yeah. your your cousin adam the first kid I ever met at YJ in 1981, Adam Murphy, normally would have been on that trip, right. but, you know, he was one of the few who did not make, did not uh, attend. But anyway.
2: Well, I so- think that's actually, you know, even bringing up that point of it being limited, I think it's a really big part of YJ's history because um, it was a Zionist camp and we had to limit the number of kids that could attend this program to Israel, which I think, campers looked forward to for many years. And I think that was pretty devastating. So um, yeah, yeah, so I think when I came back that Dalit summer, um, that was the last summer that they did that. And um, you know, I was, you know, a young Zionist and kind of made a little bit of a stink about how it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't think that was fair. And ultimately, um, they decided to um, expand the trip so that more kids could come.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of the smartest things. That was right, right when Ken Kornreich took over uh, for Charles Rotman, who uh, was the director back then. So, so you know, David, you also uh, lived in Israel most recently up until a few months ago, correct?
1: Yes. Um, I also just had my first Israel experience on the Gainat trip. That was in 2013. And then it really uh, struck a chord with me. I fell in love right away and took as many opportunities as I could to get back and, um, and then yes, just recently, I've been living there for the last few years, also serving in the military. And, um, but it all started with Ghana. And it was the best, you know, you said it just recently, but, uh, you know, nothing better than traveling with your best friends, and um, really eye opening experience. Amazing. Yeah
0: exactly for your trivia buffs uh, david's leaders were jordan pellets we used to call him boogie up at yj kayla kornreich and ariel siegel that was in 2013 yeah. and boogie and kayla would take the trip the next year in 2014 along with brian Krakoff and lauren warshaw fun the times were...
1: show that they liked us better i gotta say i got a little okay, you, when you, that happened
0: it's <laughs> a breaking news you heard it here first uh, boogie and <laughs> kayla got on uh, 13 better <laughs> then, uh fourteen. Now I don't, Rebecca. I don't know if you remember who was on your trips back then. It's been almost thirty years. But oh, I, you took, I'm in
2: touch with many of them. Oh, that's it's, awesome. Yeah. yeah um.
0: Yeah. You took the, the first two trips with Dan Jaffe from Dollar Eighty Six, and the yeah, 90, the final one in '95 with uh, Ruby Dave Rubenstein, who was on yes. our staff for a couple of years. And yeah, you know, I, I think that's just amazing that you're still in touch. I'm still in touch with people who I went with. And when I actually led the trip as well, I led the trip in 04 uh, along with uh, Alana Strauss. We took the doll at 83s and now they're all having babies, which is just yeah. blowing my mind, which is, and it's amazing. So um,
2: one of my very first, um, one of the members of my first trip, um, Eve Daviti, who's now Eve Feuerstein, sure. uh, her daughter, Samara, and my daughter, Annabelle, um, are best friends from camp. So she was my camper and now our children, are growing up together um, and having this really amazing YJ experience. So it's really been pretty special.
0: Wow. That's great. I mean, and, 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 those friendships last forever, as we will, as we know, and we've seen and witnessed now, David, do you remember how uh, they approached you to uh, about taking the trip? I mean, so it,
1: hopefully it's <laughs> recent memory. It's only been a few years. Yeah. I um, was excited when uh, I think believe Marcy Cornreich offered me the position and I was thrilled. At the time, I was studying in uh, Israel at Tel Aviv University, and I had been with, uh, shout out, Donald17, <laughs> and I've been with these kids for for a few years. So when the time came for them to go to Israel, I think uh, the admin was just like, okay, this David Knopf seems like a good uh, good candidate. And I had led the trip with, uh, shout out, Jesse Haler, Melanie, Joseph, and Dan Stein. And it was an amazing, amazing summer. Um, we even had a little bit of a a problem when it was time to fly back our flight just got randomly canceled for no particular reason and we had to get split up but oh, call this, yeah yeah and we you know to split the group up at the end of a summer you know it was it was rather difficult but um half of us flew back half of us stayed and um, we we went with the flow but it was an incredible summer and uh you know I highly recommend it that's great. Now Rebecca,
0: I'm guessing because you've lived in you know, we're in Israel every year from '87 to 92. you were pretty much uh, a shoo-in to take a trip eventually, correct?
2: Um well I guess so i I had just come back from my junior year abroad and was at, at in Jerusalem and was at camp and it was the year that um like you said Ken Kornreich was going to be transitioning the following year to be director so he was sort of director in training right, um, right. and I was I was a Dalit counselor so um I knew those kids really well and I think my experience of having just been in Israel um and you know, my relationship with, with the campers, um, you know, I, I I think I expressed interest in it. It's sort of funny because I was 21 years old. So, right, right, now, right. so like going back and thinking about it, he might have just said, is this something you'd be interested in? And I said, of course. And I actually even remember getting the phone call. I was in my apartment in college. And I remember Ken calling me, asking saying, hey, you want to leave the trip this summer? And I was like... Over the moon, and also very excited to lead it with Dan Jaffe, who was also a Dalla counselor, and had also been at Hebrew U with me, so I knew him pretty well. Uh, We weren't very, very close, but we knew each other, and it felt familiar and safe. And so um, it was really kind of like a perfect fit for us to do that together. And I was so excited.
0: That's great. That's uh, that. That's great. David mentioned you mentioned Dan Stein from Dalla Seven, Melly Joseph. From Dollar Twelve, Jesse Handler from Dollar Twelve, your co-leaders. Melly is her mom is Karen Galau for oh, you yeah. folks out there. And uh, Dan Jaffe's brother Tom was head of tennis when I was a camper, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Melly Melly's mom was a counselor too. So they were uh, they were counselors when I was a camper. So that, it's it's really funny just to hear those names, yeah. even though that you know I'm sort of in touch with them. But it's great. um how about this? How about, uh, you know, and you talked about staying in touch with your kids, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I recently, you know, not that we hadn't been so out of touch, but I recently had a nice conversation with one of our leaders from 1986, Derek Buckler, who, uh, David, you'll make this connection. It's Jordan Buckler and Oren Buckler's uncle. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So that's Lexi Chasen's uncle as well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So it all, you know, everything works back to the 80s right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny, (laughs) but it was a tremendous conversation. We picked up as if we had just seen each other just – kind of like any camp conversation yesterday. But like one of our, and I'll ask you guys this, but one of the memorable moments that uh, um, I brought up to him is that I remember going to his parents' house and they lived right on the Mediterranean. And we went out and we took um, jellyfish out of the sea and like tossed them and had, con- you know, this is when you're 16 is the best thing in the world, chucking mm-hmm. jellyfish to see how far you can throw them into the Mediterranean Sea. So how about you guys, any, and either one of you can answer um, any memorable moments that come to mind right away? Do you
1: Maybe want to I'm start, for, for David? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I I, uh, I think the most memorable moments are the ones that are, the, well, I, I having spent the last few years in Israel, will all the time have these moments that I have flashbacks. I'll be either at the Koto or at the Dead Sea, and all of a sudden, I'm no longer the the 25-year-old man I am now. I'm the 16-year-old God-not-participant I was nine years ago, and I'm back and I'm in the tour group and all these memories I'll have flooding back. Um, and I really, that was really where it all began for me. I was definitely identifying as a Zionist and a proud one before, but once I had the experience with, uh, with and it was, it was great. Um, the, my most notable experience from that trip, the first one in 2013, uh, as a participant was my first time ever visiting the Kotel, uh, the Western Wall. And I just had like a very, I just felt like a, a deep connection. And I felt that it was having, being there with, with my closest friends in the world at the time, it really helped cement the, the everything. And uh, I had an amazing summer. How about you, Rebecca?
2: Um, so so I'm, I'm getting flashes of so many different right? things, <laughs> um, especially having led it three years in a row. I remember the third year being like, okay. Like, I could, I could lead all these tours now. Um, but um, but I think, honestly, what I have to say is that the most memorable parts were, like, I think we would do it either on Shabbat or for Havdalah. We would create a little, um, almost like a service where we each, you know, we had the... Um, the participants each share kind of like the highlight from their week and we had we made up songs and we we just like that bonding experience that um, we really I think did a good job of you know using our skills as counselors to create for our campers so it wasn't you know so that no matter what like every week we kind of came back and did a recap and then like a look ahead Um, and I think it was really meaningful to them.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. David, you, you mentioned the Kotel. And uh, when I was there at the, Cotel, the the wall in 86, I put a note in hoping, you know, I wanted the Red Sox to win the World Series in 1986. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Mets. So my I assume my note was still in the wall because I went back in '04. I go, well, my note's the same thing. I want the Red Sox to win the World Series. And guess what? They actually won the World Series in '04. So it took a little while, but my note finally, you know, got to the It right made team. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, you know, since we all have taken the trip, what what about the responsibility factor? Like, what what advice would you give to this year's leaders, Rebecca? Maybe you, you would to start first. with this. Sure. sure.
2: Um. So I. So I think that um, the the number one thing is just go in excited, um, and help bring the enthusiasm, and and you'll it will follow suit. Um, in terms of like. There was some immense responsibility. I mean, we had situations where kids maybe got sick, mm-hmm. um, one who had to go home and um, and, and that was an immense responsibility. I stayed in very close contact with Ken, um, who was the director. So all throughout, so I was probably the point person for Ken more than Dan was. Sure. Uh, partly because I was also maybe sort of the mom figure at age, at age 21, um, maybe hearing a little bit more about some of the issues that were going on among some of the campers. But I would say, you know, kind of always running things by the director, if I felt like anything was, um, was tricky. And there also is, you know, there's, there was a, um, I think it's the same person. There was a Israeli representative there who helps put the trip together, who is also there to check in, um, and make sure everything's okay. So yeah, yeah, there, there's me. a lot of yeah. support. Um, you don't feel like you're on your own um, yeah. in that way because you know the tours are led by tour guides, and you know everything is structured and organized. And like when it came to sort of the social, emotional, or even the health issues, that was when I would immediately reach out to Ken and maybe directly to parents and just give them a heads up as to what was going on. But truthfully, I think that happens maybe twice in all three years. Oh,
0: that well, that's good. Maybe, that's good.
2: maybe three yeah.
0: times. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe three, three times.
2: Maybe and, one per year.
0: Right, David, at any time, did the responsibility factor, was it like overwhelming or did you guys all work as a team in 18?
1: Yeah, we had a very cohesive team, which really helps in terms of uh, spreading out responsibility. What I remember being a big... A big responsibility was not anything related to logistics about the trip, but I remember really enjoying watching the participants grasp with with a bunch of new experiences that they were facing and being um, introduced to very complex issues. We were, you know, on the trip you meet with a bunch of uh, a bunch of representatives from diverse backgrounds of different religions, and you go to really interesting places and. For, for me, in the, as a participant in way like in 2013, that was the first time I'd really been away from home for that long. And so a responsibility for the trip leaders is just to engage with the campers and to just like have them really embrace the exploration, being away from home, um, gri- like, uh, grappling with these new ideas and allowing them to explore that for themselves, because down the line, those are seeds that will... Like grow into like bigger and bigger ideas. Um, I remember like like trying to keep my own identity and personality like out of the conversation, and I would just be trying to engage all of the participants, but without trying to like present any any opinions or sides. Just having them like see uh, the the country for themselves and have the experiences for themselves, and just encourage them to think deeply about it and to interact with. Uh, what another about it and it was it was phenomenal that's great
0: that that reminds me of like when i led the trip in 04 you know, I didn't know the the dot 03 kids that well. I was head of Judaica, by the way, in 03. and that mm-hmm. I, I had been I had been away from camp for nine summers. So, and you know, obviously, you know, it was a fill in because we all know I'm not a head of Judaica type, but we made it work. But these kids, you know, some of the kids eventually over the summer you, you you connect with. But it was really in 04 when I connected with them. And then and Rebecca, you said this, you like when you felt like the like the mom. I felt like a proud dad, and I was a little mm-hmm. older than you guys. I was thirty four mm-hmm. when I led the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were in spot. And we met with, I think there's only, at that time, there was only one of two Arab slash Israeli schools. And they so we're, we got American kids meeting with the Arab kids. And you talk about music. Oh, I like rock and roll. I like rock and roll. You talk about food. I like pizza. I like pizza. I like, you know, this. And th- everything was the same until it came to power and government. At that time, I think it was um, uh, Bush and Sharon. And... Um, or Arafat or whatever, but you know, it was just, that's when you saw the differences because they were still taught that Israel's is called Palestine right from birth. So it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. So but I was so proud of the kids speaking up and giving their uh, opinions. And I was like, wow, they're, they're not just 16 year old kids who have iPods. They actually right. have opinions. So that I thought that was really cool. Um, and it's a really nice thing, but m- moving on, did you guys have any, any trouble with the language? Did you have to take an old pond before uh, leading the trip?
2: No, I mean I had already known quite a bit of Hebrew, but we had a Hebrew counselor with us, a Hebrew-speaking counselor with us, um, who was the, our third, our third um, adult on the trip consistently. So we had an Israeli co-counselor, and um, and obviously they spoke Hebrew, but we really no, I mean there's always people around that speak English.
0: Yeah, that's true. the The, the same on on our trips, we had. Uh, uh, israeli leaders as well but i tell you and david you might remember this working with the israelis you have to be on the same page like you you might you're probably on the same page as your yj team but the like so in our trip we had a decision we had a i think it was a we were replacing our medic and we didn't find out till afterwards alana and i didn't so we had a sit down we're like listen we we're fine with the decision to switch the medic but let us in on the process so we can be, you know, work as a team. So that, that's what I felt like one of the differences or one of the things we had to work on with our, our, our other co-leaders, you know, during that era. So interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: We had an experience where we were on uh, a hike and basically the hike had come after two days of very intense schedules. So a lot of the campers had kind of reached a wall, so working with the Israelis, we had we had rescheduled the rest of the day and had planned for a more relaxing evening. Um, that was just an example of, like, having to think fast and create, like, different solutions to cater towards, like, that was just a morale thing. The group was getting really tired. And, um, and yeah. That's good. That's good. Now, like,
0: if you're if you're a parent now, like Rebecca, your your daughter's eligible in two years. And Zach, would have gone? Yeah.
2: Uh, a couple no. years
0: ago. Yeah. What? What? Like, what? If you since you are a parent, like, what are your concerns if you have a kid on the trip going this year?
2: Um, I actually, you know, I I think I I am not a highly anxious person in this way. I I'm a person who's usually like, go for it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have particular anxiety about them going now during this time. Um, I, I think the anxiety would be, um, you know, I think like anything, you know, wanting to make sure that they get the best out of it, um, get the most out of the experience and that, you know, even when things are hard that they push through Um and, um, so, so it, it's hard for me to sort of even relate to that kind of anxiety. Cause I think it's such an extraordinary experience that I, I wouldn't let any of my anxieties get in the way. That being said, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. So right. I, so I think I'm like, I'm sort of sitting here thinking I'm like, Hmm, you know, I, I think that, um, and I don't know if this is something that you would be even getting to at some point, you know, during this podcast, but I, I think that um, uh, parents have a lot of communication with their kids now. I mean, not necessarily that kids are, are always that open, but there's a lot of access. And I think one of the things that made our trip so special, um, and it's back in the 90s, was that the, the kids didn't have any contact with their parents. And we didn't have contact with parents unless there was an emergency. So right, it really right. was an, an experience of their own that they could share afterward um, and not necessarily live it and breathe it while in communication with family members, etc. So I, I feel like that actually... Um, contributed to just like how deep of an experience it was. I mean, obviously it's in retrospect. We wouldn't have had phones or anything back then. So it wasn't even an issue. But I do think even, you know, my oldest son was on Godna in 2017. And it was lovely, you know, to hear from him. But I also felt like I didn't need to hear from him. You know, I wanted him, I didn't want him to feel like he had to check in you know I wanted him to have the experience so so I think any anxiety that I have is sort of like can we let them unplug and just be um just like they unplug at camp and they're fine you know can they unplug in Israel too and just be and experience it uh, without that pressure to kind of check in with family
0: well they they do we in fact we talk about this that we they don't have smartphones they have a Phone, but it's right. not like internet style. Right, so right. you know, so you can call home. Hey, mom. Hi, dad. How's it going? You know, here's right. we're in we're in Tiberius. It's awesome. You right. know, the pizza's right. really good. Right. So yeah, right, exactly. That's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Um, uh, a little a little couple notes on a little more God not history. The first person to lead be on the trip and lead a trip was Margie Chebataria or Margie Applebaum's or merry mm-hmm. name. If you guys didn't know that, that's mm-hmm. a little piece of trivia. And can you name, I think it's, I, I'll tell you that our board members who've led trips and I apologize if I miss anyone, but Teddy Macnow led mm-hmm. one. Teddy's our youngest member of the board. President Jeff Cohen led, led the trip as well, uh, as well did, uh, Andrea Malkin, Andrea mm-hmm. Brenner, her and her husband, Rick led the trip in 1990. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, legendary names. Uh, and if you listen to the last podcast, Lenny Saunders led the trip twice, uh rebecca will know the name maybe because lenny, mm-hmm. lenny was there He was a big influence on your brother obviously if mm-hmm. you uh, saw your the video but it's like this is a who's who of names: dana schreiberg brian levitt and then more recently uh people that you might know david like ori amy and all uh, sam siegel tolly siegel and ariel siegel all the trips at different years ben lichman i mean just classic people uh, from camp. And I think that's almost like an, uh, uh, uh,
1: something people do strive for. Would you agree with that, David? To the lead, the god not trip. Yeah. It's definitely like one of the positions that you kind of, cause it's understood like being a dog counselor. It's understood. You're not going to, you know, on your first job as being a counselor, be a dog counselor. Rebecca, is that what you had done when you had come no, back? To no, no, I there?
2: was a lower okay. bet counselor first. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there are those positions that you kind of work your way up to. And the Godna trip, I mean, you're you're more responsible being a leader, but you know, it's also you're going, you get to go on Israel and you get to to have this really fun experience. So I would believe a lot of people would love to. That's great. I mean,
0: again, the trip I led was the first trip we hadn't been in Israel for three years, so it was a little shorter. I think nowadays it's four and a half to five weeks. We are right around the four week part. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we'd come back to camp and that's what I want to, I want to lead into mm-hmm. what is the experience like being back at camp? And David, I think you would, uh, since you you were just did it a couple of years ago, was it strange coming back? Or were the kids welcome like open arms or was like, Oh, we're, it's God. Now they're, they're just separate from YJ or how was it? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think every summer is going to be unique, but, it could go either way. It could go, the summer is really great. And the older campers being upper Gimel and Dalit are really enjoying that, like the third, the oldest. So then sometimes it can be a, a like to damper the mood when God not comes back. Cause then it's like upstaging those campers. But I found in our experience um, that was not the case. And I think all summer in Israel, there is the idea that one, it's a trip, but two, that it's also kind of like a precursor to possibly being on staff. So while they want to enjoy themselves, they also want to make sure that they're behaving responsibly and kind of uh, representing the young Judea community like well. Um, so then when they do come back to camp, they I found with at least the in 2018, um, I mean, as CITs, they were all incredible. Um, sometimes it's, it's a hard role to transition to, to, to go from being a camper to being a counselor. So, you know, it's not always done perfectly on the first try, but, um, those last 10 days and for most trips, I find that the gunna participants really just want to be involved in camp, want to share the amazing summer they had, um, and are usually like, uh, like, like welcomed with, with open arms. Um, and then you have the upper Gimel. I uh, know you have the Daled, uh got that basketball game. And that's, I guess, where the rivalry will come. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> of course.
0: Now now they're doing lower bet versus upper bet. Uh, you know, any Dallin versus any Dallin. Uh, Rebecca, do you remember the, the three years when you came back from yeah. Israel? Like, was it easier? I know you had certain responsibilities. You got to do the yearbook and you meet with the board of directors and have Israel Day. No. Um, but were, you know, were all the kids... Was everyone like buying in as we would like to say at YJ or were some of the kids like, oh, I have no interest in being a counselor. I'm just going to check out for 10, 10 days or two weeks.
2: So, I mean, I think there's always like a kid here or there that may not be that interested and that's okay. You know, I think it's, it's really, you know, it's part of completing the whole experience. And even if that means, you know, kind of ending their whole experience at YJ, it's like a, it's not an abrupt stop. Um, And so it's like an easing out, I think, for those kids. So I think that's a nice thing for them. Um, I think for others, it's I think having that time after being in Israel together to be together and decompress and um kind of still have the connection i think was really really valuable um, and working on those projects and doing the yearbook all of those things i think were were really incredible experiences for them even just in terms of um, kind of like the culmination of their israel experience it's something they if they know it's part of the part of the program and they look forward to that part too um, you know it is, I think it is a bit of a letdown coming back from being in Israel, sure. Um, sure. you know, and having <laughs> like being able to explore this whole new country to being, you know, at camp where you can't leave. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, I think it is a little, I think it's a bit of an adjustment, but you know, like I said, um, I think it's been an important part to, um, you know, kind of end the camper experience.
0: That's that's really good, that's good. And you know, we're starting to hear the last couple of minutes here, but. David, since you've been living in Israel the last couple of years, was the trip directly responsible to like your Jewish identity or was it more of a cultural thing, wanted to be back there or what drew you back?
1: I think what drew me back was definitely the first time I had been there was and What drew me back was uh, there were moments throughout that trip that I I just had a deep connection with the country and the people. And, um, you know, before – not just gotten but also uh, YJ has always been a big part of my my cultural and, and Jewish identity. Um, before YJ, I wasn't really a part of a Jewish community, so I really took to it. And the my last few years have been, have been incredible. After the trip, I also did an Onward Israel program, worked there, I was <laughs> studying at Tel Aviv University, my junior year of university. Um, and then after, after I graduated, I, I moved there and eventually joined the military just to kind of give back to not only the, the country of Israel, but also as I kind of have grown to see it, the, the Jewish community and the, the international Jewish community. And from that experience, I've, I've met many, many people all over the world. Um, and as definitely, it's like, it's, it's just continued to reaffirm my, uh, one, faith, but two, just love in this community. And that really did start with YJ. So I have a lot of gratitude for for yeah. YJ as a camp, YJ as a community. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm right now I'm back here in Israel, but no, in America, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to <laughs> I'm getting confused. For, right? Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but um, it did really start with Ghana, but as to where it's going to go, I mean, we'll, we'll see.
0: That's great. I mean, YJ is the oldest co-ed overnight uh, Zionist camp in America. If you guys didn't know that Um, we, you know, we started as part of the Hadassah movement uh, with the other YJs. Then we kind of broke away the Levon brothers. Like we can just, you know, work independently. And we broke away in the early fifties and, you know, and then started, Going to Israel. We started going with Camp Naomi, by the way. Uh, Another piece left out. We were at Camp Naomi, it was a camp up in Maine, which my sister went to, and Bowden Pollock's dad, Sam, was there. And uh, it was run by Brian Zippen, who was a a former parent at YJ. His father owned the camp. And so we would would have so many spots available for them as well. And the trip before mine, the trip 1985, that was the last year uh, we worked with Camp Naomi. So there's another fun fact for you, if you didn't know that one. I don't think anyone cares about this except for me, but I think it's interesting. (laughs) I think it's really interesting, um, these things in the past, especially like the people who've been on the trips and been able to lead the trips. Like, you know, you know, David, you know, we could talk for hours about that, but that's a cool opportunity. Like when you're there, you're like, hey, I could be leading this group in five or six years. And that's what happened to you, right, David?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I had stayed with the same age group. So, like, after I understood that that might keep happening, I had definitely had it in my sights that I'd like to do it. And also just uh, for any participants, any future GUNNOT participants, um, the whole summer experience, while it is to be uh, just fun, but it's it's also a transition time. Rebecca, I love what you said about has, how it being, like, a culmination after the, the camper experience. And it's a good last hurrah for those that might that might be their last time with YJ, but it's also a great moment for for people to kind of do the flip and to become staff members um and to see themselves as as uh like being responsible for others
0: yeah i mean and rebecca like when we talked about once once that trip became unlimited unlimited in the 90s mm-hmm. right what had happened is that so that line where like oh i didn't get accepted to israel my relationship with YJ is over. Some people were devastated. And yeah. so you know, looking back on that like maybe we should have thought about that a little differently, hindsight being twenty twenty, because there are a lot of alumni who were at camp during that that those first 16, 17 years of doing the trip who got, who would have loved to gone, but that ended their relationship with camp. But, right. you know, that's another story for another day. We could probably do a whole po- podcast <laughs> on that. Also, also we could do, possibly do a whole podcast on me being head of Judaica. Totally.
1: <laughs> which is, like to to that one.
0: There's actually footage somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh we have an Israeli counselor, uh, Shir Varone. Uh, it was, I remember it was an indoor service, they hand me a DVD or sent me one. And I'm like, Oh God, this is embarrassing, but this is good stuff. So, um, any last words you guys want to give for this year's group? I know I asked you for advice earlier and responsibilities and we've covered a lot of the topics, but uh, anything else from either of you two?
2: So I feel like I just need to say that, you know, if people ask me what's, you know, my favorite job I've ever had, I always say leading the God Not trip. Um, and I've had, you know, I've been working as a school counselor for for 20 years and I absolutely love my job. But having that experience... Um, like you said, it was sort of a badge of honor to be asked, um, and to care for that many kids at such a young age, um, and go through this experience with them. And like David said, see it through their eyes and see them grow to love Israel. Um, I, I, there was nothing like it. And I'm so excited that so many kids are going to be able to do that again this year.
0: Awesome. David, anything else?
1: Yeah, I just want to, um, yeah, mirror that. You know, I'm very excited that now there's uh, such a, a large amount of campers going, and it's it's a shame that it wasn't able to happen in the in the last year. Um, but just to the the participants that are gonna go, um, it is just a, such a big part of of YJ that like you kind of think you already love YJ so much, and then you get to your Dalad summer and you learn you love it more, and then you get to your Godinaw summer mm-hmm. and you learn you love it that much more, and then eventually Stafford, just kind of it really doesn't end. Um, so to anyone, any future participant, just uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Journal. That, that's my only advice. Just take, try to take a lot of pictures, try to write down what you're doing um, and just appreciate it because it's a great experience. That's a good one about the journal. Good, okay, Rebecca, go ahead. No,
2: I just, and then, you know, even though I didn't grow up fully as a camper, it's like, and then you become a parent, you know, of,
1: <laughs> yeah. of, it keeps going. of why,
2: yes. And you get to sort of see it through their eyes and how their identity develops because of their experiences at YJ. And to have Israel be a part of that, um, I think is, um, is a brilliant. Um, and I, I wish that my son Zach had had the opportunity.
0: Oh, I know. So yeah. do I. Yeah. So do I, but you know, that's, we can't, sometimes things we can't control. We wish They we are,
2: they do talk about maybe all doing a birthright trip together. So that's, well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. They're, you know, they're still in touch. So that's
0: but of course, of course, because you know, yeah. nothing can keep YJ down, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you guys again, Rebecca back Snyder. That's a mm-hmm. lot of Oh, I know. Who is the sister of our executive director, John Spack? But uh, also a parent and David Knopf of Dollar Twelve. And David, we, you know, thank you so much for being here. You guys were great. And tune in next time for episode fourteen when who knows who will show up. All YJ. Thanks again. See, thank you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank bye.